Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey folks, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, and here you go. We've witnessed history once again. President Donald J. Trump, now a private citizen, has been acquitted for the second time. Now, both acquittals were historic. This has never happened before. So we're going to discuss the acquittal, how the vote came down, but more importantly, where are we going to go from here? And it's very important you understand going forward that to acquit or give the acquittal is to discharge completely from the accusation or the obligations that were asserted in the process to begin with. But I want to know, what do you think we should do now? I have some thoughts. I'm going to share that with you after this. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. More what? Coffee? No, more money. Because now Geico's discounts are even bigger. Like our pay in full discount when you pay your whole auto premium up front and our multi-policy discount when you bundle homeowners and auto. Oh, I like saving money. Wake up. It's Gary Pigeon. What were you dreaming about? Nothing. (laughs) Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Stretch your mind. It's that time again to yank your brain away from stinking thinking and wash it in new ideas and thoughts. It's time for your checkup from the neck up and maybe a massive mental enema. This yank is going to give your brain a crank, has been called a genius since his patents are part of every mobile device made. Get ready for him to reach into your ears and massage that brain of yours. Your host, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Well, it's like the headline heard around the world, President Donald J. Trump, now former President Donald J. Trump, a private citizen, was acquitted in his Senate impeachment trial. Now, a lot of people are questioning this, and the first question of all of it is, why would the Senate or anybody in government have no idea that you really can't impeach a private citizen. 
from the very beginning, that concerned me how a hundred plus people thought that that could be done. I wonder if many of our elected officials actually know what the rules are. Then you have to ask yourself, are they ever going to follow the rules? Are the rules out the door? Or what was this really for? What was really going on here? Now, the thing that stuck out to me was, why would you try to impeach a private citizen That's the point. If Biden won the election and, you know, all those people came out from everywhere to vote for the Biden-Harris ticket, why would you even worry about Donald J. Trump? Wasn't he elected out of office? And if he was elected out of office, why would you even bother with an impeachment trial? Now, at its basic, basic level, fundamental elementary school level, that's pretty interesting question. Why are you bothering to impeach a citizen or a former politician if they're actually voted out of office? That's a big disconnect. But even when you read the headlines today, this was a historic moment around the globe. The entire world, once again, was watching The United States of America, they're still waiting and watching to see what happens with all of the various election cases that will come up in a week. There are many papers around the globe that you don't even know about that are reporting that the election was stolen. Uh, Their countries aren't censoring them. They have their own views. They're entitled to their own views. And there are multiple countries around the world that feel That happened. Now, of course, you're not seeing that in the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave, home of the newly heavily censored. You don't get to see that. So I'm going to compare two headlines, or I should say two opening paragraphs. One is just from, uh, you know, a generic online site, The Wrap, and not necessarily conservative or anything, but they say former President Donald J. Trump was acquitted by the Senate in his second impeachment trial. 57 senators voted to convict, including 48 Democrats, 7 Republicans, and 2 Independents, with the final count being 57 to 43. Now, if I jump over to NBC News, here is how NBC couched their opening line when they ran with the story. The Senate on Saturday voted to acquit former President Donald J. Trump on a charge of incitement of insurrection, despite significant Republican support for conviction, bringing an end to the fourth impeachment trial in U.S. history and the second for Donald Trump. Now, think about that. I want to show you some of the subliminal mind masturbation that goes on with this. The first one was very generic. They just called out the facts like it is. Fifty-seven senators voted to convict, including 48 Democrats, seven Republicans, two independents, and the final count was 57-43. On the NBC one by Dara Gregorian, two things struck me. Uh... Like, people didn't know the charge, right? The charge of incitement of insurrection, 
That's number one. Number two, he works, or she works, I'm not really sure, in there, despite significant Republican support for conviction. And then they go on to say, bringing an end to the fourth impeachment trial in history and the second for Donald Trump, meaning Donald Trump has 50% of all the impeachment responsibility ever in the history of this company country. Think about that. I just find that really interesting because that's what the media has been doing all along. Now, I did not watch a single lick of the impeachment trial while it was going on. I don't know about you, but I was hoping there would be witnesses called because if they call witnesses, that's one of the greatest ways to bring in evidence of what possibly happened during the 2020 election that could be considered questionable at the least, nefarious and illegal at the most. However, that was kind of threatened, and all of a sudden, everybody backed off. Now, go back to the reading this headline. On the regular paper, it says the seven Republican senators who voted to convict include Senators Mitt Romney of Utah, no surprise there, Susan Collins of Maine, no surprise there, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, no surprise there, Ben Sasse of Nebraska, and Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Richard Burr of North Carolina, no surprise there, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, no surprise there. Now, the Senate needed 17 Republicans to vote guilty in order for the conviction. Now, if we look at the Senate, basically, we'll just call it split, right? 50-50. What was needed to uh, convict Donald Trump was 17. Uh, They didn't even get 50% of that. Right? They didn't even get 50% of that. However, on the other side, reading NBC again, this writer writes, seven Republicans voted to commit Trump for allegedly inciting the deadly January 6th riot at the Capitol when a mob of pro-Trump supporters tried to disrupt the electoral vote count, formalizing Joe Biden's election win before the joint session of Congress. That is by far the most bipartisan support of conviction in impeachment history. The vote was 57 to 43, 10 short of the 67 votes needed to secure a conviction. This is how the media plays us, folks, and that's what I want to discuss as we go forward, because You're going to find a new groundswell of the media legally being allowed to bend the news. If you remember, I've talked before about the Smith-Munt Act. It allows the media, liable-free, to put out any program, any news, any story that the current government feels it needs to have distributed in order to massage the minds of Americans into thinking exactly how said administration thinks. It's called propaganda. It's something the Nazis were very, very skilled at. 
And it's something that all the communist countries are exceptionally skilled at. But here in America, it's actually a law that can be done that was, uh, should we say, written into order in 2012 during the Obama administration. I wonder how we're going to see that new tune played and what could come next because I'm seeing the parsing of the words already. And the parsing of the words is, well, one side says it's acquitted. One side really puts out that, ah, it's just kind of acquitted just because for this little insurrection thing. Are they leaving the door open uh, for the ability to open it up for even a new charge? Well, that's what we're going to talk about right after this. Did you know that Jovan is an Ashkenazi Jew? What is an Ashkenazi Jew? Ashkenazim are a Jewish diaspora population who coalesced in the Holy Roman Empire around the end of the first millennium. The traditional diaspora language of Ashkenazi Jews is Yiddish, developed after they had moved into Northern Europe, beginning with Germany and France in the Middle Ages. Here are some other well-known Ashkenazi Jews. Sergey Brin, founder of Google. Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law Professor. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. Larry Ellison, founder of Oracle. Steven Spielberg. Leonard Nimoy. And even Albert Einstein. Here are some weird facts about Ashkenazi Jews. First, history suggests they were winnowed through persecution throughout history. Studies show that Ashkenazi Jews can trace their ancestry back to a bottleneck of just 350 surviving individuals dating back between 600 to 800 years ago. It has been said that only the smartest Jews survived persecution. And it is believed this is what led to Ashkenazi Jews having a very unusual cognitive profile, combined with the highest average IQ of any ethnic group in the world today. See, I told you, Jovan really is a total weirdo. It's like Albert Einstein said, anyone who's never made a mistake has never tried anything new. And we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Let's get back to the show. Here's my question. The left side in the media has declared President Trump a problem continually. They've done it for the last five years. They did it before he was ever elected into office. They did it continually while he was in office, and now they've done it while he's out of office. The question is, why do they keep on doing the same thing over and over, but expecting to get different results? 
I mean, isn't that the proper definition of insanity? All of this was insanity, and we kept on hearing at the onset of his presidential tenure that Russian collusion, Russian collusion, then that was kicked out. And now we hear this about uh, inciting, inciting. It's Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just like this uh, Dara Gregorian of NBC said, seven Republicans voted to convict Trump for allegedly inciting the deadly January 6th riot at the Capitol when a mob of pro-Trump supporters tried to disrupt the electoral vote count, formalizing Joe Biden's election win before a joint session of Congress. I don't know about you, but I have almost completely tuned out traditional media in my life and in my household. In fact, the only reason I look at it is to try to keep on top of certain things that I'm going to talk about today, but I no longer watch news. I can't do it. I can't stomach it because I just know it's all a joke, right? It's just a joke. And our minds are being played in this because this uh, game and what the Smith-Munt Act allowed uh, our politicians and our, our news people to do, you know, when they do things like I've said before behind closed doors where they have to be specific, they don't make these outrageous claims. But as soon as they hit the hallway, they can make horrible, terrible, outrageous claims that have no basis in fact. And the news reports them as truth. And these guys don't get in trouble for it. In fact, the only thing that NBC News was really upset about, aside from not getting President Trump impeached, their main line was this person wrote, the vote means the Senate cannot bar Trump from holding future federal offices. Think about that. The vote means the Senate cannot bar Trump from holding future federal offices. I just find that nuts. If he got voted out, and if he's in his late 70s, what does it matter, right? He's probably too old to run again anyway by most standards, although he's incredibly fit. But why this big trumpeting about the vote means the Senate cannot bar Trump from holding future offices? Is that what it is? Well, why would you take a person of that age range anyway? And if you had a duly elected president in the spot now, a brand new president anyway, why would you try to impeach a citizen? Do you see how this just doesn't make any sense at all? It's, it's the epitome of double talk, but nobody points out the double talk, the pablum that's being sold to you over and over. 
Chuck Schumer, immediately following the vote, here's what he said, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he took the Senate floor and he says, this was the first presidential impeachment trial in history in which all senators were not only judges and jurors, but witnesses to the constitutional crime that was committed. He went on to say, the former president inspired directed, and propelled the mob to violently prevent the peaceful transition of power, subvert the will of the people, and to illegally keep that president in power. However, the only part in the election, you know, I, I said I didn't, I didn't watch any of it live at all. I didn't. I watched one video somebody sent me because I trust the links they sent me, and I watched the defense for the president, or for Donald J. Trump, play the actual video of the things that President Trump really said, compared to what the left said he said when they edited or changed the video behind it. And that's when I think everybody goes, wow, this is even testifying before Congress, before the Senate before the world, before everybody that matters, right? This is the epitome of the epitome of the epitome of the epitome, except the Supreme Court. And they're presenting things as fact and evidence that they actually modified to only show it in a way that they wanted to show it. Any lawyer would tell you they would get disbarred for that. They would be held in contempt of court. But yet they did it. And here's Schumer saying that, he cited insurrection when, when there's so much video out there, even though social media tried to suppress it, that shows the people that were there supporting President Trump were actually saying, hey, there's Antifa up there. They're playing like they're supporting Trump. They're trying to break in. They're trying to break windows. And there's just so much information out there that this thing was planned, that it was a setup. But yet, here are supposedly the top people in the country. Think about this if you're a Democrat. I don't understand this. Tell me why it's okay. Tell me why, if you're a Democrat, you can take at face value Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, even though you can see evidence to the contrary, and even though media won't report on it, but it's there countless times over and over, many people, thank God for mobile phones, and social media is trying to suppress it. Why are you okay with that? I don't get it. But yet these people went on saying that, you know, the violent insurrection would have never happened if it was not for Trump's incitement. He deserves to be permanently discredited, and I believe he has been discredited in the eyes of the American people and in the judgment of history. I don't believe that. I don't buy that. I think people knew this was crap to begin with. I think people knew that there was no meat there. There was no there there to begin with. So I still find myself searching, what was the reason? What was the real reason for doing this? Why do they keep on pushing and the house manager saying he incited a riot when the opposite, opposite 
is clearly in evidence by the people. Why do they keep on saying that five people died, including one Capitol Police officer, who we now know died from something else, and in the following days, other response died by suicide? Really? I don't even know if if America believes the suicide story anymore. I think I think America, when they hear suicide, they now don't define, define it as you killing yourself. They define suicide as you pissed off somebody and they suicided you, and they say it's suicide. I just don't get this. How does the cancel culture rise all the way up to the very people in power. Isn't a politician supposed to be for both sides? Don't they tell you, regardless of their party, that they're for both sides? Don't they try to convince you that when they get into power, they're for all people, all sides, all styles, flavors, colors, genders, and preferences? Don't they tell you we're the all-inclusive So how can these people that are supposed to be the all-inclusive have such definitive views of hate wanting to cut somebody out? What happened to an America when you could understand there were other people on the aisle and across the aisle that just didn't think the way you did? What broke it so bad? Could it be that when Donald J. Trump came in and told America he was there to clean up the swamp, and it was a swamp, and he started calling fake news, which everybody thought was just kind of a joke or a nickname, until you find out fake news is a real thing, allowed by law, done by the media, sanctioned by President Obama, put into the rules, and They can actually do it because they believe you can't think for yourself. And if you're not thinking the way the system wants, they get to tell you how to think. I'm just wondering, do they not realize people are seeing this? People understand it. People see through this. See, I think that's what is likely to go down in history. Is how America opened their eyes how they woke up to what they had been previously asleep on. I think it's now very, very apparent. And I think because of this, we're going to end up with a better system. We're going to end up with a better system. Even when, uh, you know, uh, NBC News reports and, and just really stretches it, right? Despite significant Republican support for conviction. Okay, seven said it. 43 didn't, though. It's like they don't think that America can do basic math. Think about that. They truly believe that Americans are stupid and can't do basic math. Now, maybe they planned on it. That's why they stopped teaching such. 
You know, we don't teach to educate. We teach people to take a test. We don't teach to educate. But think about that. Our system, our rulers, the people, we, we put them into power, folks. Our votes put every one of these people in power, and every one of these people in power think all of us are just a bunch of idiots and can't do math and can't understand what's going on. And so for me, I think this is a great awakening. I think this is a great slap in the face second time that you bozos went through another impeachment of a private citizen, no less. What are you afraid of? And when it came push come to shove and it was about to call witnesses and they know that witnesses that would be called in are the very people that can testify about what did go wrong at the election. That's when they threw their hands up and says, nope, we're not going to go there. And of course, he was acquitted. Let's analyze this a little bit more. Let's try to come up with a plan that makes sense and follow the plan and see if we, the people, because it's we want justice. It's just up to just us. If we, the people, can come up with something to fix this right after this. The president of Coke once said, Joe Farn set his hair on fire with tons of new ideas. So, while you pat out the fire on your head, let's give Jovan a break. Be right back, right after this. You can find Jovan on Twitter at Jovan H. Pulitzer. His website and blog are the same, just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.org. He is on Facebook too. Just go to Facebook forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. You can find Jovan on YouTube, Gab, MeWe, Parler, Telegram, and more. Just search hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Talk about a unique name. Jovan is very unique. Did you know the name Jovan harks back to the time of Christ? It is of Hebrew and Latin origin, and the meaning of Jovan is God is gracious, Father. Jovan in Latin origins means Jove-like or majestic. In Roman times it was the name for Jupiter. In mythology Jupiter was the supreme deity of Roman mythology, corresponding to the Greek deity Zeus. Now you know why Jovan is such an oddball. Imagine on one side your mother's grandfather long ago was Richard III, Duke of Gloucester, and a knight of the most noble order of the Garter. Then on his father's side Jovan is related to American founding father the principal author of the Declaration of Independence and third president of the United States Thomas Jefferson. Talk about controversial family history. No wonder Joe Vaughn is such a firebrand. Let's get back to the oddball. I've said it before and I'll say it again. No more fucking ABBA. We're back. This podcast will give you a massive dose of tech and business savvy. So let's get started. Here's Jovan.
So as I go back to the NBC News article, here's a few things they thought important to mention. They said Trump lawyer Michael Vanderveen, meanwhile, insisted his client did nothing wrong and maintained that he was the victim of vengeful Democrats and a biased news media. He called the impeachment proceedings a charade from beginning to end. While he often seemed angry during his presentation, Van Der Veen was delighted by the acquittal. Reporters saw him. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fist bump a fellow Trumper legals team afterward and exclaim, we're going to Disney World. How is that news other than trying to <laughs> paint somebody as being ignorant? I... I now see, like, I see things differently now. I really do. Because even when regular commercials on TV or your regular cable commercials, I see the flavors, the sentiments, the way people dress, the way people act, the way people look, basically fitting into a political agenda. And it's all being played back to us through the media. My eyes are open and more sensitive to it sensitive to it now than ever before. It is. It's really weird. I'm I'm now looking at it through a filter and going, am I watching a commercial or am I watching messaging? And I find that even our basic commercials on television, when I do see them, are, are actually messaging too. They're not just a commercial about a, co- a company, they're done in a political messaging way that this should be your life this is what it looks like this is what america looks like and ironically they've gone so far overboard in messaging to america what america should look like in their world that they're missing what america really really does look like I'm especially disappointed with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, right? And, uh, you know, he basically said that he wanted to keep an open mind and that, uh, you know, a lot of people thought he was a fighter for conservatives and a fighter for the president, but it kind of turned out the... uh, Different way. I'm just surprised that even after voting to acquit, that Mitch McConnell blasted President Trump. This is what NBC News said. McConnell blasted Trump for his disgraceful dereliction of duty and squarely laid the blame for the riot at Trump's door in what amounted to an endorsement of the many arguments laid out by the House impeachment managers. The quote they give is, as I said, McConnell said, there's no question, none, that the pre- uh, President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. 
But yet all of us have seen video to the opposite of that. Now, why is it that with all of this playing out, and even with all the suppression, we're still able to see through it? You know, I think about the fact that during his presidency, President Trump had what uh, equated to you could call it a half a billion dollars a day of media coverage against him. But yet the man could say he's going to be in a city a couple hours later and you'd have 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people show up. That is just absolutely amazing. And people were showing up not because they thought the man was wrong and certainly not showing up because they're racist. They were showing up because they felt he was the person that best represented who they were and was really fighting for them. And the same thing here. You know, I go back and look at just pictures of the campaigns and Biden didn't do any campaigning and nobody was there. And it's a stark contrast to the tens of thousands that showed up for President Trump. Now, maybe he had reasons for not going out. Maybe he knew he'd be elected. Who knows? I don't. Everybody's trying to get to the bottom of that. But nobody seems to be considering Americans. Have you ever thought about that? In all of this process... To me, it seems America has been forgotten. This has been like a political tug-of-war and a political ass-kissing contest back and forth of politicians doing their best to stay politicians. It's politicians being exposed for not caring about their constituents. It's politicians making decisions that go a hundred percent against what their constituents want. Isn't it supposed to be by majority rule? It was just like this acquittal. They had to reach a simple majority. I think we've learned that politicians don't care about the simple majority. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? It is not pitchfork and torches and all that other crap some people get into. That's just misdirection, and I believe it's a lot of uh, psychological warfare to basically rile Americans up in hopes of taking away our Second Amendment rights. So certainly don't fall into that. But think about it. Politicians love the press, and the press love politicians. The press gives uh, politicians great accolades and coverage, and then the politicians invite the press to the wonderful parties to meet all the most important famous people in the world. It's like a self-congratulation handshake circle jerk of all the same people that totally do not care about the rest of the people. I'm shocked when I realize that 
with all the media and their reach, and all the Twitters and Facebook and their reach, everybody forgets the common denominator. Do you know what the common denominator in all of that working, whether it be politics or whether it be media or whether it be social media, you know what the common denominator every one of them must have? You. Think about that. Yeah, there's been great, wonderful platforms, and everybody loved Twitter and stuff like that when it was built, but could it work without you? No. Could news be a newscast if nobody was watching? Could a cable channel be a cable channel if nobody was watching? Could a social media giant be a social media giant if nobody was using them? Could a politician be a politician if nobody voted for them? Now, I know what you're thinking there. Yes, we used to think that way. Now we think otherwise. But just stay with the theme, folks. The answer is no. So I submit to you that the single most important ingredient in media, social media, and politics is us. Because it is off our backs, our dollars, our lives, our livelihoods, that those entities even exist. I wonder what would happen if the vast majority of the population just turned off their television sets. What if you didn't watch news anymore? What if none of us did? What if we didn't go to movies? What if we didn't support Hollywood? Now, now more than ever, we're sitting at home anyway because we're all locked down and quarantined and worried about stuff. But think about that. If we are supporting the very things that are undoing us, aren't we paying them to undo us? If we believe the media is predominantly fake, but yet we watch the media, aren't we paying them with our time to sell us fake news? If we buy our products from the very companies that support those media channels, aren't we propelling the company with our grand dollars so they can spend dollars on the media channel so the media channel can make our minds mush and sell us their propaganda? That's what's missing, folks. Us. That is what's missing in all of this. Us. There were battle cries over the years, Black Lives Matter and stuff, saying, just us, just us, just us. And now we've come to realize it is just us, just you and me. And how we make our decisions and what we do going forward that might actually 
make the most important impact on American history. I'm going to give you my just us of what you and I can really do to make a difference and make our voices heard and maybe wake up the system that they can't do anything without us right after this. Your host for this program is Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, the internet pioneer who created Scan to Connect and Scan Commerce. You know, while you're able to scan codes with your mobile device and get information. So hang tight, we'll be right back. Did you know that Jovan is an Ashkenazi Jew? What is an Ashkenazi Jew? Ashkenazim are a Jewish diaspora population who coalesced in the Holy Roman Empire around the end of the first millennium. The traditional diaspora language of Ashkenazi Jews is Yiddish, developed after they had moved into Northern Europe, beginning with Germany and France in the Middle Ages. Here are some other well-known Ashkenazi Jews. Sergey Brin, founder of Google. Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law Professor. Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. Larry Ellison, founder of Oracle. Steven Spielberg, Leonard Nimoy, and even Albert Einstein. Here are some weird facts about Ashkenazi Jews. First, history suggests they were winnowed through persecution throughout history. Studies show that Ashkenazi Jews can trace their ancestry back to a bottleneck of just 350 surviving individuals dating back between 600 to 800 years ago. It has been said that only the smartest Jews survived persecution. And it is believed this is what led to Ashkenazi Jews having a very unusual cognitive profile, combined with the highest average IQ of any ethnic group in the world today. See, I told you, Jovan really is a total weirdo. Did you know Jovan gets fingered by almost a billion people a day? Yep, that's every time they use certain features on their mobile device and click it with their finger to make it work. And they don't even know his weird brain came up with that. Now back to the show. In my world, I think there's really three ways that you can voice your opinion, and it's the three type of votes you have. The most important vote is, of course, you're voting in elections. Your vote must mean something, and it must count. That's the most important way to vote. 
The second way you vote in life is with your dollars. And that means you can also vote where to put your dollars. And if you don't agree with the executives of a company, then don't give that company your dollars. That's a vote as well. And then your other vote is that's in life is time. Like right now, you're giving me time. You're voting with your time to listen to my broadcast because you think I have something to offer you. Have you audited your life that way? If right now, everybody, the vast majority, almost 70% of all Americans who vote believe that their vote no longer counts. Let's just set that aside. But if you audited your life when it comes to your dollars and to your time. I know there are people out there that do it because every time the media or big box stores try to cancel um, Mike Lindell and Pillow, his sales go through the roof. And all those big box stores are doing are making a signaling statement to the few where the many just go buy the product because they like the man and his message. And all that happened is that virtue signaling hurt the company and their shareholders. They didn't do anything productive for the company by saying we're not going to carry it anymore. All they did was drive away consumers because of their personal political beliefs. Sometimes I wonder if boards or shareholders should not look closely at this. I mean, if you're a shareholder of Twitter and all of a sudden Twitter has changed and whatever, right, and gone the way of censoring, didn't Twitter kind of Uh, go against their promise to be this open platform of discussion and opinions? And wasn't that misleading? And where are the shareholders screaming about this? Where are the shareholders of these big companies that are now virtue signaling you shareholders or for your investment managers that you're investing in going, get my stuff out of that company. I don't want to be in it. Where is that going on? See, you have an equal amount of power. You don't have to be like this cancel culture stuff that will actually attack conservative products and get companies, good companies, to not carry the products. I'm not talking that. But if you own stocks, you have a vote. You have a say. You have a reason that the company should conduct fair business. Where did that go? So that's my point. There are only three ways to fix America. Very, 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 very simple. Number one, we must do everything we can to absolutely ensure that every legal vote counts. And there is no way for any voting system to be tricked, hacked, or compromised. That is the first thing. We must give Americans the confidence to know that their vote counts and will be considered. And all of this boo hockey crap about not being able to inspect the vote or scan the ballots and all that stuff, that is so transparent deception 
they are hiding because they know it will be exposed. We must not allow that. We must change our voting systems. And that's one thing I'm prepared to do and work on. The second part of it is you must start voting with your dollars. If you don't support a particular cause, or if you don't support the uh, smashing of your life with excessive liberal views, in other words, it's beating you in the head and everything, then make sure you don't spend your dollars with those companies. Now, I've done this before. I'll give you an example. Long ago, Tim Robbins pissed me off, right? And Susan Sarandon and a few others. I don't care what they're in. I will not watch them. Even old movies that I like, like uh, Shawshank Redemption, I just won't watch them. I won't do it. Same thing with Sean Penn or whatever. I refuse to give my money to those who basically hate the country and hate anything that's conservative. Also, in the early 2000s, when the French decided not to stand with us to get certain things done, I stopped buying French products. Now, I love French butter, right? I mean, for God's sakes, a large portion of my family is French. I still have relatives that live in Paris and all over France and and, and, uh, Europe, right? But I I stopped it because I realized when I was buying yogurts and Dannons and waters and stuff like that, buttoned up by the French, that I was supporting them. And I stopped it. And I'm really militant about it. I just, I don't do it. There are other choices. They weren't my first choice, but now my tastes have changed, and now they're my first choice. I just won't support them that way because my money goes to that. And if they're going to spend their money only backing a socialist agenda or only backing uh, things that I don't agree with, they're doing it with my own money, which means I'm doing it to myself. And then, of course, after this election, I stopped watching Fox News. In fact, I stopped watching all news. A hundred percent. Life is a little more peaceful now. It's been a blessing. We should be reading books anyway. We need to get back to basics. And isn't that what this is about? All of a sudden, our basics are gone. Up is down, right is left, the boy's a girl, the girl's a guy. Everything is all kind of wackadoodle. I don't know. What do we have? 60, 70, 80 different uh, sexes now? I I can't reconcile that. I can't reconcile one of the key people now in the new administration for health is a man that is a a transgender how do you say it? Is it a transgender man that's a woman or is it a transgender woman that used to be a man? I I, I can't even understand how to explain it. But that's an administration that's supposed to be all about the science. And so Here we are. Here we are. See, I think everybody needs to audit what matters. In this pandemic or plandemic, however you look at it, we learn some interesting things. Kind of nice to be at home. Kind of nice to save money, even though you were getting hammered economically. Otherwise, to not spend the money out. Now, I know some people want to go out and eat, but you kind of learn to be at home. We kind of learn to read again. We kind of learn to be with family. We kind of learn to talk again. There may be some incredible good that has come out of this, right? But think about it. 
Every day in your life's a vote because you're voting with your money and your time. And it's your money and time that gets you up to that ultimate vote, which is your vote for the people that you allow to represent you. And so I'm suggesting to everyone, audit your life. Follow the money. Follow the money. Look at the charitable donations that the big companies you support. Look at who they give their money to. If you're Jewish, do do they give their money to the Palestinian cancel culture that will pay people to kill Jews? Have you ever really looked at where your money went? These kind of things are all out there. They're out there. Now, I know a lot of corporations recently got shamed into making donations into the Black Lives Matter movement under the guise that it was the polite, I'm not racist, therefore I'm giving your money thing, although when the organization itself basically says they're a fascist organization, which is now covered up and not allowed you to learn online, they've effectively scrubbed it. But that's why there's a Wayback Machine, so you can go back and look at these things. But think about it. This is where it all begins, and this is how we get justice, because it is not up to politicians. It is up to just us, just you, just me, just your neighbors, just your friends, just your family, and we must make better decisions. And billion-dollar companies can't be billion-dollar companies without Americans using their products and investing in them. Because if we don't use them, they can't get advertisers in them. And if the advertisers leave them, there is no money for advertising. And they might be held up for a while, but they'll eventually go down. See, America got taken over by the cheap price syndrome. We sacrificed being Americans at the price of buying things cheap coming from China. Maybe you need to look harder at your products. If you think China has a hand in what's going on in America, it might be better to pay a little bit more for a product really made in America so you're not funding China's plan. These are the things that we're now forced to think about if we want to get back to the basics of the country we love. Everybody's eyes are open. You've seen it again. When the truth gets put out, the truth just obliterates the lies. When President Trump's defense team laid out the real media, unedited, instead of looking at abbreviated tweets by twits, and edited stuff, but put the real stuff out, everybody's eyes were opened. It backfired because it was broadcast around the world, and the world saw just how far our left will go to manipulate a story to get their way. It backfired. I don't think they could have taken much more humiliation, and that is certainly why they were not going to let witnesses be called. They couldn't afford it. So I'm asking each one of you, because you ask, how can you contribute? What can you do? You got to support 
and get behind a new voting system. You've got to support media or media initiatives that will be held accountable and or are willing to be held accountable or the initiatives that hold fake news and fake politicians accountable. You have to support those. You must vote with your dollars. I say it's better to give up a few cup of coffee to make sure that the right people get the funding they need to bring America back. And you must stop investing your time in mindless entertainment or news, which is also entertainment, that doesn't match your ethics. Now is the time to live out loud ruled by your ethics. That's my recommendation. See you again next time. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to Jovan Hutton Pulitzer live. And as Jovan says, if you can dream it, you can do it. Speaking of doing it, let's do this again next time. Find Jovan on all social media. Or search hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Or by visiting jovanhuttonpulitzer.org. Until next time. Thank you.